hello, how are you? How you doing over there? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I have no idea. I have no motivational factors into why I started the podcast that way, but um, I can't believe it's already November. This is just nutty. Um, 2023 has been a wonderful year, and we still have two months left. Um, so here we go. Two more months of making this year a fantastic year. As a matter of fact, um, I'd have to look, and I don't want to take the time to do that, but um, it was one year ago in November that I started this podcast after five years of my original podcast, and uh, it's been really successful, and I'm, I'm enjoying it, to say the least. I uh, want to thank my sponsors. I've got a couple of new sponsors, but let's thank the OGs. How's about a look design? You know they do all that cool design work. They've done my logo. I've got a new logo, and I'm going to make some hats and shirts and things like that to sell to you, my listeners. Uh, but thank you to a look designed to always, you know, always making me look crispy, if you will. And also Moxley Media. Uh, Moxley Media not only prints all my cool stuff, but they employ me. So it's pretty great. I love it. Thank you, you two, the both of you. Not the band, you two, but the two of you. And two new sponsors I announced previous um, to this episode. But we want to say thank you to Royal Coffee Roasting with multiple locations. They're in here in Medford, Oregon. They're down in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Salt Lake City and Boise, Idaho. And I feel like there's one I'm forgetting about. I need to talk with Mike and um, and get it all dialed in. But thank you so much to Royal Coffee Roasting and all these Brooklyn Slices. That's a food truck, and they uh, they set up their food truck out there by Royal Coffee Roasting. They're out there right in front of the shop for uh, Royal Coffee Roasting. Stop in and see them. Ask for the special, whatever the special is. I have no name right now for it. I'm just being silly. Anyway, thank you so much to those four, um, especially the two new ones um, that 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 saw the coolness and said, "Let's get on board. Let's do it. Let's do the podcast." In the meantime, let's bring out um, tonight's guest, JD Graham, another guy I located with the help of Max Harms live at the garage. I'm I'm happy to talk to JD Graham. Here we go. Welcome to the Woodshed. It's a podcast. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky and when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play Mr. J.D. Graham, welcome to the woodshed. Thank you for being here. Hey, man, how you doing today? It's so wonderful to be here, and thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm doing pretty good. I like to say I'm doing so good there should be two of me, but I think there might be a legal limit to how much joy uh, one person can bring bring in the in the form of two. <laughs> well, I typically tell people when they ask me how I'm doing, my, 
my uh, saying that I stole off a buddy of mine was better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. I like it. I I also like to steal a little bit from Texas by saying fair to Midland. Okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> fair to Midland is actually a little older. It it goes. I don't really know how far back it goes, but those are grades of cotton, from what I've understood. Yeah. And, well, in Mexico, in Mexico, they say más o menos, oh, more or less. Okay. I like it. I've only been to Mexico once. Uh, I don't know enough, okay. but um, anyway, well, it's a real pleasure to to get you on. Um, ever since I found you at live at the garage from Mr. Max Harms, I I was like, hey, I want to get in touch with this guy, and he made it work. So here we are. Here we are. All right. Well, let's dive in. I've got I've got like 150 questions. I hope you're ready for an all nighter. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> how did uh, How did you get start making music? I mean, I started early when I was 12 years old, just playing guitar, uh, riding skateboards, smoking pot, playing guitar, listening to death metal. I'm trying to learn uh, old uh, obituary Cannibal Corpse albums. And I did that until I was I, I played in speed metal bands until I was about 30 years old. And I kind of got tired of playing fast, angry music and say, well, let me pick up an acoustic guitar and see if I can make this thing sound cool. And let me see if I can sing. And then. Um, I started writing songs uh, at, at that point when I was 30. So between 13 and 30, man, I was just trying to to play fast, angry, loud music <laughs> all the time. And uh, I think the coming of age for me just uh, dictated that I, I slow that uh, that down a little bit and, uh, and, and try to start uh, uh, connecting with folks, you know. I'm I'm excited to introduce the couple of songs that I've selected uh, to play today on the podcast. I'm excited to introduce that to my audience. Uh, we'll get into those in a little bit. But um, how long in total have you been doing music? Then, like, what, you know, how long has it been? Uh, what I'm the kind of music I'm doing now, or just like how long? I've been, I mean, I've been playing music since I was 13. So I'm uh, let me think about that. Uh, I'm 48, so do the math. Uh, 30 over 30 years. Yeah. That, you're younger than me, though, JD. I got you beat a little bit. Okay. Well, my birthday's just here in a couple of weeks. I'll you, be 49 in a couple of weeks. You still got some reaching. <laughs> I'll be yeah. fi- I'll hey. be 53 into the year, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, hey, it ain't the age; it's the mileage, right? Hey, man, that's a song right there. That's a song. <laughs> well, I, I have it. I have that as a lyric and a song. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that is originally the the song I'm talking about is a Chris Ledoux. It ain't the years; it's the miles. Okay. And if you, it, it, we talked a little bit before uh, the show about Chris Ledoux, and if you know anything about him, he sold a million records out of his rodeo trailer before he had his record deal because of Garth Brooks. So he's got a lot of miles. He's got a lot of miles. <laughs> a lot, a lot more than me. What would you say has been, man? I don't know, JD. You just told me about what you did, what you did in the last uh, like month in miles. So I, you, you might be getting ready. For those kind yeah. of miles, you might be getting ready. But um, what would you say has been your like your biggest accomplishment so far as a musician? Well, uh, getting sober first. Today, I, uh, as of today, I've got uh, six years, six months, and twenty three days being clean and sober. Uh, so, um, you know, I had a uh, I had a band uh, years ago, back in like twenty twelve, called Sour Diesel Trainwreck. It was kind of a southern rock five piece band, and we got to play a lot of cool so- uh, shows across the United States and, and regionally here, but I was on a lot of drugs back then. So, uh, uh, it never came to the fruition that, that I wanted it to be. Uh, and then I spent the last five years in prison. I got out 
uh, about a year and a half ago on February 22nd of, of 2022, um, I wrote a lot of songs in prison. So I think my, be- my, my biggest accomplishment in music, I guess, is, is getting sober and teaching other people uh, that are struggling with addiction and guys in prison. I taught over 500 guys in prison how to play guitar and write songs. I was a guitar teacher. That was my job for 45 cents an hour. Um, so when I got out, I had written a lot of songs and, uh, well, I just wanted to share them, uh, with the world. I was kind of on fire. Uh, when I got out, um, I couldn't leave the state. So I played like 230 shows in my first year, just in the state of Arizona. Wow. I was, I was still on parole and kind of trapped here. Uh, they gave me a couple of travel permits. I went out and made an album in Nashville with uh, Nielsen Hubbard and, and Ryan Colwell. And then I've been off parole since April of this year. So, you know, I, I my biggest accomplishment is just getting sober and, or staying sober and, and writing songs and recording an album with folks that I've always wanted to uh, uh, record an album with. And we record my next one on uh, December 4th. And uh, it's been great. I've got to go play some of the places that I thought I'd never get to play uh, this last year. Uh, and it's been um, it's been fantastic. And I'm looking forward to uh, next year. But this year's not over. I still got a lot of stuff going on. Well, let me uh, let me go ahead and say congratulations for the hard work and sobriety. Um, that's a, that is a major accomplishment both personally and, and, you know, it trickles into professionalism too, because it w- of course. you know, uh, with those battles, it can, it, you can, you can rob yourself of those accomplishments. So I'm happy, I'm happy to hear about it. Good job. No, thank you. Thank you. Of so, course. So it's, it's, it gets easier every day. You just like, I, you know, I like to put things behind me. And every day you're a little bit further away. So that's, that's something to, that's for me, that's my motivation. You know, every day that something sucked, I'm a little, I'm one day further away from things that are, that might've been hard in life. So I think. Of course. And, and folks ask me sometimes, you know, why do you keep track of your sobriety? Because it's, it's that important to me every day. It's like so, so important. You know, I don't, I don't really do the meeting thing. I go talk to guys about how I got sober. My sobriety came from faith. Mm. Uh, uh, from my faith in the Lord, um, there's a lot of drugs in prison. So some people were like, oh, he got out of prison. He's sober because there wasn't any drugs. And there are more drugs in prison than they're on the streets and they're easier to get. Hmm. Yeah, drugs are weird, man. I don't understand it. You know, like we I could we could do a podcast just on on drugs and the effects of, of drugs and the the state of our country with with opioids and fentanyl and and everything else. It's a it's it's not good stuff. It's just not good no. stuff. And even, hey, I was on I was on all that stuff for over 20 years, man, mm. every single day. Well, it's nice to be on this side of that, JD, and I'm glad to have you on the phone. No, man, I'm uh, grateful to be here and I'm grateful to be what I be doing what I was always designed to do. I've got seven grandkids too, so I stay pretty busy with uh, <laughs> with uh, with all that as well. Uh, I've got three and I'm, I don't know if my, my son is going to have more, but I also have a 16 month old daughter and I'm, I'm hoping to be alive when, when she gives me more grandkids. So we'll just see, we'll just see, (laughs) hang out for the ride, JD, hang out. Um, what, what inspires your songwriting? Just, uh, everything around me. I mean, uh, that, that's, that's kind of a, complex question because i i still am purging the the misdeeds and misfortunes of my past uh coupled with my faith and 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 sobriety so what inspires me to write a song man it's just life events the truth most of the songs i write are are uh, introspective and the ones that are not about me are about things that i've seen so i like to document in song 
human emotion, the human condition of, of, of struggle, addiction, grief, depression, loss, uh, forgiveness, and redemption. Um, I write mostly sad songs. I don't have very many that are, that are like upbeat. I had a writer uh, that did an album review that said that my album was not apt, upbeat, evening entertainment. And I agree. I, I don't write songs people can dance to. I write songs people can think to. Mm. And so I, I'm, my goal is human connection. So I try to air out all my dirty laundry like and magnify it so i can show people what's possible no matter where you've been that that you know through my faith in god that i'm, I'm a new new person that doesn't have to be that way anymore and that's that's the motivation for my songs is just connection human connection that's my motivation for playing music and writing it period well i want to get a song on um let's talk about adeline how, how did you come up with adeline tell us about that one well, being a drug addict for many, many years, I had my uh, Adeline is a song about a woman uh, that was struggling with methamphetamines. And now Adeline is not anybody that I know. Like, I don't know anybody named Adeline. Um, so that 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 the, the name of the song just kind of came out in the poetry uh, format. But, you know, uh, I struggled with methamphetamines for several years. I've been around a lot of, of, uh, of guys and gals that that were hooked on that stuff and, and know a lot of people that, that still are. So, you know, this song was kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, a letter to the, the thousand versions of, of the different uh, women that I've met mm -hmm. that have been uh, addicted to methamphetamines. And that's kind of what this song is. It's talking to, it's from my, it's, it's like a letter that I'm writing to a girl that's uh, still stuck out there asking her if she's happy uh, with, uh, with how her life's turning out because, you know, her drugs are, uh, have become the priority in her life. Well, let's play Adeline. All right. Oh, Adeline, is there something I could have said to make you change your mind? Perhaps you'd see the world in a different light. And are you warm behind that curtain where you run to hide? Or are you just shaking bones? Oh, Adeline, did you miss another train that might have taken you home? And did you trade that ticket back for a bag of dope? And did your heart feel betrayed as you watched it go? And are you still scared to leave? Oh, Adeline, are you happy with the choice you made? And did it make you the woman you are today? And do those sidewalk diamonds shine when you're looking down? And do the tears get in the way? And blur the line? Oh, Adeline Oh, Adeline What's hiding behind that makeup on your face? You got a look in your eyes that nothing can erase Do you regret trading your best years for a taste? Methamphetamines 
Oh, Adeline It pains me to watch you stumble around And give a piece of yourself to every man in town So you can stay high, why are you afraid of coming down? When does it really hurt that bad? Oh, Adeline, are you happy with the choice you made? And did it make you the woman you are today? And do them sidewalk diamonds shine when you're looking down? And do the tears get in the way? Blur the lines Oh, Adeline And can you hear the devil laughing when he sees you cry As he stokes the flames of hell Oh Adeline, I see you dying from the choice you made Your heart's on fire, you got both feet in the grave You're living hard out there and everyone can see you lost inside a dream That was just a lie And oh Adeline And oh Adeline And oh Adeline Hey JD, what, what would you say would be your like, um pre-show rituals to kind of get ready to go well these days uh uh i eat i like to eat before i play uh <laughs> some people don't but i like i like to eat uh and uh i do i've just recently over the past six months started a it's a little 10 minute vocal warm-up exercise so mine's not i don't have anything like majorly groundbreaking or weird i like to eat within an hour of, of playing and and I uh, try to stay hydrated and I do a little bit of vocal warm, warm up exercise and I'll play my guitar for like five minutes and make sure that's uh, that's in tune. I don't ever use a set list. I like, I've got a lot of songs and um, I just, I like my shows to be organic. Uh, and um, I don't read anything off of the screen or have a set list. So um, I don't really have a, I don't have a, like a, a big rigid pre-show routine, okay. vocal warm up, food, water tune my guitar her get ready to go i think those those are pretty pretty much anyone's if you're going to perform you, you definitely want to get the vocals up and you want to make sure your guitar is tuned right you know that sounds sounds pretty solid jd i like it um is there anyone doing music right now um, that you haven't worked with that you're like man i gotta i gotta get some songs together with this artist well 
I, I'm not much of a co-writer. I mean, I've co-written with, with a few people. So uh, I, there's more, like from my perspective, there's a, a lot of people that I'd like to share the stage with. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, talking but, about. Sorry. Yeah. I could have been more clear. A lot. <laughs> no, I, I love Vincent Neil Emerson. I love mm. uh, Ian. I love Ian. No, I love uh, Anna Tibble. I love Jeffrey Martin. And these are these are people that write really deep, introspective songs. Um, uh, Ryan Colwell. I'm, I'm working with him. He co-produced my last album and the next one, and he's he's so good. So that was like a dream come true, like to get to have him help me make an album, my first album uh, out there. Uh, in Nashville, and then he's going to help me do my second one, and then I've played some shows with him. Um, so I like the uh, I like the deep, poetic uh, songwriters that really try to craft each thought in a song. And so those are just a few examples of of uh, the people that I'm listening to and hope uh, one day to uh, to share the stage with. It, do you do you give yourself a genre of the music that I you are? Just, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's just kind of a blanket. I mean, I tell people I'm kind of in the Americana folk genre. I mean, that mm. kind of covers all the bases because I have, I mean, it, like if you look at it like in uh, in the Bruce Lee ideology, like use no way is no way, have no limitation as limitation. Mm. I think like the f- highest form of of, uh, of, uh, of art is no art at all, right? I mean, because, but unfortunately we're in a world that, tries to label things and put things in on a shelf in the grocery store so you know which aisle to walk down so that's kind of the one that's kind of the one that i fall into that's funny maybe i ought to open a record store and hang signs like that you know instead of like canned vegetables it's like uh americana uh pop music uh heavy metal <laughs> i know they do that well, yeah. at record stores but i think it'd be kind of more fun in like a grocery store setting that'd be kind of it's i don't know i'm sort of cheesy sorry no, I, I get it. it. It'd be awesome. You could hang the signs just like every aisle. So aisle three, we have Americana, folk, and, and uh, blues. You know, and I say in the next one over, we have death metal, we have uh, emo metal, and we have uh, like uh, uh, grunge or groove metal. You know, so yeah, groove. absolutely. It's there. It's so it's so funny how many genres have started from a genre, right? So like as we know, like disco gave birth to house music and now house music is edm and there's all these subgenres. and as a dj um i really dove into what's called new disco which is basically you know funkier bass lines and house music it's all four four um there's there's no other time signature it's literally four to the floor and that's it but it's it's just a, a little bit funkier a little bit more soulful um, cause house music is, is very repetitive, <laughs> you know, it's that music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's funny when, uh, when, when we were in the middle of our lockdown, um, I, I was using Facebook as a place to DJ and the only thing I could play, you know, you, it was tough because you can't just, you can't just grab ACDC and throw it on your Facebook. It's just not going to work that way when you're DJing. You, you know, you can put a link on YouTube. That's fine. They accept that. It doesn't matter. Um, you're, they're going to get their royalties from the spin, I suppose, like the half a penny or whatever it is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it, not a lot. But there's something coming from that, you know. Um, but if you're just playing songs on Facebook, you've got to grab stuff that's royalty free, or like I was playing um, producer house music. So okay. guys that weren't signed and it, it kept me on 
and kept me on meaning that I didn't get shut off. Uh, the first couple of sets I was getting shut down and I had to restart. And then I was like, well, I got to take a deep dive into this music. So it's kind of wild. But you say Muzak and immediately I just go into royalty free music. And it even right. royalty free music is kind of hard. Um, and licensing is a whole thing now, you know, like you can make music yourself and sell it to a commercial, like a, like a soup commercial or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, it, and that's licensing and they're not, they're not paying you for, um, BMI and ASCAP and RIA, you know, all those people that collect and give you a little tiny cut. They're just paying you for, you know, writing that one song for the soup commercial. I have friends that do that. Um, but, um, Anyway, I gosh, sometimes I'm sorry, JD. I just get on a rampage and it's just go. <laughs> hey, we, we can. That's okay. We can talk about soup commercials. But I think sync licensing is cool. And you know, I, I play a lot of songwriter festivals, and I meet a lot of people that write for like different reasons. There, mm -hmm. I meet the people that are trying to to get in the rooms in Nashville and get get a piece of a number one song. I I know people that write exclusively for TV and film. I know people that just write jingles in the advertisement world. You know, so I think I think being a songwriter is uh uh there's certainly a lot of different uh goals uh, uh in different directions uh, that people are trying to aim you know me um uh, i'm not a commercial guy i'm not i'm not concerned about having i tell people all the time if you hear me play well, one of my songs playing on the radio i'm probably back on drugs again you know what I mean? oh, so, no no <laughs> so i uh i write i write for, uh, for human connection i just write i write the truth and uh and uh and just want to connect with folks. So everybody has their place in this world, you know. Everybody, uh, everybody has their place in, in what they like to write. So I don't, I don't take shots at any other writers who do what they do. Um, what I do is not what some do, and what some do is not what I do. We all have our different, uh, our different lane we're trying to stay in, and, and a different direction we're trying to to be pointed. And I think whoever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, like find what you like to do and and continue to do it. Like don't start doing things because you think people want you to do them or i don't think you got me i could never write a song because i thought it was something that somebody uh wanted to hear i write the song uh period you know without without any agenda other than writing the best song that i can hmm. i um as a DJ, it you know, I'm playing songs that are really bad, you know, cheesy, you know, I'm playing Usher, I'm playing Macarena, you know, Cha-Cha Slide, oh, yeah. right? Like I'm playing because it's what people do at weddings, you know, it's you don't get the artistic freedom as a DJ to play JD Graham at a wedding. And that's what I'm doing now, you know, like every now I'm not doing as much as I used to. I used to do about 50 a year. Uh, but now I've done probably 10 this year, which is a, which is a really nice break. I like my weekends off. But I remember in the 90s when I was DJing at a country bar and it was really popular. And that was, you know, country was firing off again. And I was working at the like the the most popular nightclub in our area or at least in the, you know, one of two, like, really busy places. And there's a handful of other little bars all over town, blah, blah, blah. But my dad came from Colorado and visited me, and he he stood with my stepmom. They stood in front of the DJ booth until it was really late. And then my dad leaned into the DJ booth, and he goes, you got something here. And that's that was the biggest paycheck I've ever had. That's awesome. Isn't that, it, it just, I, w I can't forget that feeling of like, oh my goodness, my dad just leaned in and said, you're onto something, you got something here. And I was like, so happy. <laughs> you know, it's cool for me, like, uh, uh, 
over the weekend, I played the Dripping Springs Songwriter Festival about 10.30 at night in an alley while I just come back from uh, putting my guitar in my car. There was a guy waiting for me. He said he'd been waiting for me for a bit. He saw my show. He was probably 65, 67 years old. Mm. Cowboy. Cowboy boots, calloused hands, mustache, uh, weathered old dude. He came up and shook my hand, and he hugged me, and he cried on my shoulder oh. for, probably two, for probably like two minutes, you know, because mm. I, I reached I – reached, I reached him with my songs that day and, and he wanted to, to tell me about it. And like, that's why I play music for mm. moments like that. Like there, there are, there's, there's no other reason. And so that happens quite often. My, my friends call me the Sergeant of sorrow. <laughs> my wife thinks I need to need to put a, a, a branded Kleenex on my merch table because I haven't played a single show in the past 12 months where I haven't made at least one person cry. Oh, wow. Uh, because I, I, I write songs that, that, uh, that are about pain and struggle, and there's mm. a lot of struggle in this world right now. So a lot of people can uh, can identify with those, and I'm extremely honest about where I've been and where I'm going, you know. I just talked to a, a young man out of, uh, I think he, he's in Kentucky. He's in Somerset, Kentucky. His name is Hunter Flynn, and he does a song called Fucked Up Brain. And we were, we, you know, during the interview, I, I kind of asked him, you know, same questions, similar questions. And he, he, he hit me with, and I can't remember the exact question, but he was like, you know what? I just want, I just want to let people know I'm there for them. Like I, I, I feel the same pain as a lot of people. And I want people to know that they don't have to be alone and that, and this is a young guy. I mean, he was, he's 26, he's younger than my son. And it just, there's a there's a continued message that I'm getting from people who write music, and and when I say music, I'm not talking like the Usher, the Cha Cha Slide. I'm talking about thinky stuff, um, okay. songs that are deeper. There's life experience behind them. There's actual stories, and um, I I feel like there's a there's a lot of people that aren't being seen on the, you know, heard on like the larger scale that are doing exactly what you're doing. And I think there's a lot of power in it. And, um, looking at, you know, the things that you've been through as, as a guy who's pretty fucking stoked in life, you know, myself, I want to, um, just sort of remind you JD personally that, it's great to be there for people, but remember who you are, like keep your guard up. So like, it's easy to fall back on shit. So just, I just know I'm, I'm, I'm here for you and, um, there's power in what you're doing, but keep your guard up. That's, I think I'll just leave it there. Does that make sense? All right. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. All right. So, and getting, getting back to a couple more questions before we play the next song. Um, are there, are there venues that you played in that you're like, man, that was the perfect set. That was the perfect venue. Of course. There, I, I, I mean, last month I got to play, uh, I played uh, Boxcars up in Clinton, Wisconsin, and in the Backroom Lounge in Riverton, Illinois. Jeb Brown out there is, he, the Hunter Flynn you're talking to about, Jeb has him out there, and that's where I first heard of, oh. of Hunter. And, and uh, uh, guys like Jeb Brown and uh, you got Buck that has Bucks out in uh, Venice, Nebraska. These guys are like, they pull in nothing but us independent guys that have a story to tell. Nice. And then I've, I've got to play uh, Live from the Divide up in Bozeman, Montana, which is like a listening room that everybody that's ever written a song wants to play, you know. Um, so, man, they I, I would say that 
they're almost lately they've almost all been perfect because I, I i've stopped playing the places that don't fulfill me that the places that when i'm driving across a bridge on the way home i wonder should i just drive off of this thing type thing there's <laughs> venues out there that, that are not there's places that have music that's not that their primary thing and you're competing against the guy eating a prime rib dinner and and i made a decision six months ago that i'm i'm not doing those places uh anymore if if i can't find places where people will be quiet and listen to the songs that, that I'm writing. Well, I'll be, I'll just be playing them to, uh, to the mirror here in the bedroom because, uh, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a cover guy. That's not what I do. I don't have anything against the people that are out there making people dance and playing other people's songs, but that's just, that's not my thing. And I don't get fulfilled doing that. So, um, there's a lot of cool places to play, but being an independent guy with no booking agent, no management, you got to seek them out. And it's, uh, it's five times harder for us guys that if, uh, we don't have any help, you know, we do everything, you know, ourselves. So I don't, I don't have help doing anything <laughs> at you know, the end I, of the day. It's just me. I think, I think Hunter is actually in Arizona right now. Oh, okay. I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I tried to link him up with Max, but Max is sick, so he couldn't he couldn't really get together with him. But um, shoot, if he's still there, I, uh, maybe I can f- figure out a way to connect you guys if you want to. But yeah, it's, I it's mean, all good. Yeah, I don't know where he's, if he's is he playing out here. Or? He yeah, I think he was playing out there, but it was uh, I think it was Friday when he arrived. He may not still be there, but anyway, no matter. Okay. Um, cool. what? What is next for you as a musician? I mean, clearly you've got the new project coming up that we talked about, but what what else is on the horizon for you? Just shows, writing, and uh, doing the same thing I've been doing. I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, we haven't selected the songs for this next record yet. We're, we're uh, looking at about 20 of them. Uh, I've got a lot of songs. So, um, you know, I'm just going to continue to... Uh, I'm going to continue to write songs. I'm going to continue to seek out the places where folks are going to be quiet. Mm. Um, and, uh, and listen to them. And, uh, I mean, I wish I could say that I had some like grand scenario of like I, what I'm shooting for, but uh, my goals are different than some, my goals are not to go out there and win a Grammy or play to 25,000 people. My, my goals are to get into some small theaters and, and get, you know, I prefer my audience seated and over 40, you know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, some people's goals are different. My goals are a human connection to spread, spread the word about what the good Lord's done for me in my mm. life. And uh, I'm just going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to wake up every day and write songs and ask God where he wants me to be today and what he wants me to do. And that's, that's, I keep it pretty simple uh, when, it, when it comes to that. Uh, so uh, I know that he continues to steer me exactly where I'm supposed to be. So I find a great deal of comfort in that. That's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. Let's, um, yeah, of course. Let's talk about the next song. Um, I want to know a little bit more about A Pound of Rust. How'd you come up with that? Pound of Rust is like a five-minute short autobiography of my life, you know. Mm. Um, It was the last song I wrote before I got released from prison. I wrote that thing in February of last year, just a couple weeks before I I got released. Uh, Somewhere in there, within a month uh, before I got released. I, and it was an easy one to write. And and this song, I mean, every single word of that song is true. There's zero, there is uh, zero fiction. That's completely a nonfiction uh, book. It's a hundred percent or a song. It's a hundred percent true. And so I think it, for me, it just, it just kind of fell out. It was just one of those that just needed to be written about, about my journey at the end of my prison sentence, you know, doing five years out here in Arizona is no joke. And, and that song kind of sums up uh, my life up to that point. And, uh, and, um, 
that song, which is the title track off my album, has taken me to places. Um, it's taken me to more places than any other song I've ever written. It's connected with more people. That is a song that every single person wants to hear uh, at every show that I do. And I play that, that song at every single show that I play, and I probably will for the foreseeable future. Hmm. And I typically start with that song. People say, hey, man, everybody wants to hear that song. Why don't you just wait, wait till the end of it? I'm like, well, I think it's important. It's important for people to know who they're listening to. So I get it all out. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is where I've been. This is where I am now. And when you give them that, they seem to be uh, more apt to listen to the rest of the story. Mm. Okay. I, I was almost going to say that in my best Paula Harvey voice, the rest <laughs> of the story. I like it. All right, well, let's play A Pound of Rust. I've got some things to get off my chest A few more words to rhyme while I still got some melody left I've been way up high, I've been underneath I spent some weekends down in Key West Sniffing cocaine on the beach Hell, I burned some nights And I've burned some weed I've taken handfuls of pills Just so I can get some sleep To quiet my mind From all this noise That tells me I ain't good enough And all the slamming doors Well, shedding all this old skin is hard And I feel naked now because the world can see my scars and where I've been The hell I've raised again and again I've been stuck in the mud, now I'm digging out And my whole life's been a battleground And I still don't know If I can turn this pound of rust to a pound of gold I've been way down south Old Mexico I almost OD'd in a motel room the night before a show Woke up the next day like there was nothing wrong And I hit every pharmacy in town till all my pesos were gone Hell, I've pawned guitars that wasn't mine I paid the interest back in shame and I lost some friends along the way I've had to fight and I've had to bleed I'm putting my failures on display For the whole damn world to see Well, shedding all this old skin is hard And I feel naked now Because the world can see my scars And where I've been The hell I've raised again and again I've been stuck in the mud Now I'm digging out and my whole life's been a battleground And I still don't know If I can turn this pound of rust to a pound of gold
I've been a liar And I've been a thief I drug my knuckles with the junkies I fought them methamphetamines I've run the streets And run from the law Run from myself for most of my life But I ain't running anymore Hell, I've done some time Behind prison walls For five long years I fought lonely With a guitar and a song Barely made it out Still holding on And I found forgiveness and a savior For all the things that I'd done wrong Well, shedding all this old skin is hard And I feel naked now As they can see through my eyes and in my heart Are we all born to be who we are? Will they believe, want to say I've changed Or turn their heads and curse my name Cause they still don't know If you can turn a pound of rust to a pound of gold Lord, I'm growing old I'm trying to turn this pound of rust to a pound of gold JD, when you're when you're not writing or performing, what occupies your free time? Mostly the other stuff that goes along with music, sending a thousand emails that don't get answered. Mm. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, um, you know, outside of just writing and performing to keep the machine moving. You know, traveling, uh, uh, the networking, showing up to support other folks uh, on nights that you're off. Uh, but you know what? I'm also uh, uh, I spend a lot of time with my with my wife. Um, you know, uh, friends, I go talk at like recovery centers, sober living, halfway houses and talk to guys getting out of prison and, and, uh, and trying to, uh, to stay sober. Um, I never have enough time to get accomplished, um, everything that I want to do in the day. So, I mean, I do, the answer is what do I do is everything. Mm. <laughs> what I probably should do is, is take a little time to like breathe but uh um unfortunately i'm uh, i'm moving i'm up by six o'clock every morning no matter what time i get home and, and i'm constantly doing something uh music related or, or family related you know i've got a couple grandkids that live with me that that uh i like to spend some time with and uh just just living man living i don't really i, have, I do some air conditioning every once in a while when i'm at home and i want to make some extra money i have a buddy that owns the air conditioning company and i call him up I'm like hey man you got anything i can wrench on for some dollars and he'll be like yep come on up you know so i do whatever it takes is, is the answer <laughs> when i'm not when i'm not writing and i'm not performing <laughs> whatever it takes man you got to keep the lights on uh yeah. how does my audience connect with you say again how does my audience connect with you like tell tell people where they can oh. find you yeah, I've got a few different ways. If you're Instagram people, I'm just JD Graham OK. That's like a graham cracker. J D G R A H A M O K. On Facebook, it's just J D Graham Music. And then I have a website that has links to all that stuff. It's just the T H E J D Graham dot com. The J D Graham dot com. I'll grab those links and I'll throw them in the show notes so I'll make it easy for the oh, cool. for the audience. Yeah. Now um cool. I've come to the probably the most serious questions. 
So I, I need to know, are you seated and are you in a safe place? <laughs> <laughs> We're never in a safe place, Amen. are we? <laughs> Um, all right, let's just dive into my most serious questions. Um, I got to know a couple of things. To, it, get, it just gives me sort of an idea of who you really are. Okay, the kind of person, the kind of the kind of person that's walking the earth, same earth that I'm walking. Um, how do you eat string cheese? Are, are you a, a, an animal that just bites into it, or do you pull it apart and, and eat I it? I just bite into it. I don't eat it often, but if I do, I don't pull it apart. Okay. It, it might as well not be string cheese. It might as well just be a, a stick of cheese. It's a block of cheese. <laughs> it's amazing, though. I'll let you know. I, I was 50 when my wife was like, why do you eat it like that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's string cheese. She's like, yeah, it's string cheese. you got to pull it apart. I'm like, I've never pulled it apart. I've just eaten it like this. She goes, pull it apart. Thank me later. And I'm telling you that if you actually pull it apart, it tastes so much better. It's It's really weird. How much better? It sounds, like, it sounds like you eat. It sounds like you eat a lot of string cheese. I love string cheese. Right. Yeah. It, All right. Well, I'm not. I can't tell you the last time I had a piece of string cheese. It's been years. <laughs> the worst part is when I ask that question to who to someone who's lactose intolerant and won't eat cheese. So I don't. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, at least you've had it and you've given me an answer. So I, now yes. I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then uh, the next one is like, why is pineapple the uh, perfect topping for pizza? I don't think it is a perfect topping for pizza. I like my pizza with pepperoni, onions, and green peppers on it. Well, there, and, th and that's exactly, you're the first person that's like, no, mm -mm, it doesn't belong on pizza. <laughs> Literally the first time. So good job, JD. Good, good job. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, hey, man, I, I really am I'm very happy that to have this time to chat with you and learn more about you. And, and again, um, please keep doing what you're doing, man. This is your music is incredible, and I'm excited to share it with the people who listen to my my tiny little podcast. So thank you for your time with this. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that that you're out there trying to ask questions to people to kind of bring us uh, closer to our potential uh, um, audience out there, and and maybe even closer to some of the people that, that are listening to my stuff that that. I didn't know how I ate string cheese, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, sir, you have a good evening, and we'll we'll right. talk again sometime. Take care, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Right. Thanks, man. Okay. Well, I just, you know, just getting to know these musicians is really fun. And, of course, the, the stupid questions... Um, are just from my corny place. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you know me, you know. Like, okay, it's standard Travis. Blah. But it's always fun when you get to ask it to people who don't know you, and uh, they give me the answers that they have, and and maybe they line up with how I do it, or maybe they don't. It doesn't really matter. It's just fun. Um, but I, I'm going to put the links up to J.D. Graham's stuff, so I hope you follow the links and support what he's doing. It sounds like he's got his hands in a whole lot of stuff that it's very important. So I encourage you to uh, look at his music, buy a record, you know, um, support him, uh, put put a playlist together and drop his music in there and hit play and just let it roll, man. I mean, that that's how it works for, for these folks doing music, so... Uh, check it out. And also want to thank my sponsors one more time because without them, I wouldn't have coffee to drink. Um, I wouldn't have a slice of pizza to eat and the cool logo. And of course, the shirt that I'm wearing right now with the Moxley Media logo on it. So I want to thank, I want to thank, um, goodness gracious, like, I'm, why am I stumbling? I'm a professional, right? Doesn't matter. Anyway, Royal Coffee Roasting here in Medford, down in Vegas, over in Boise and Salt Lake City area. And I think there's one more. I'll get to that eventually. Also, Ollie's Brooklyn Slices, food truck here in Medford, Oregon. 
And uh, yeah, they're going to be doing something new coming up next month, or maybe even this month. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep you informed. Okay, just 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 wait for it. Um, also, of course, A1 from day one, um, a look design, doing all my logo stuff, even created a really great resume for me back in the day when I needed it. And do 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 Moxley Media, which I already mentioned, they also employ me. So thanks, Joe, for the paychecks. I like it. You guys have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.